How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Juniors today. Connor Bedard has a hat trick. Dylan Gunther has just scored his second of the night on a power play. Germany hit with a major penalty about a minute ago. So Canada up 6-1 late in the second period as they try to bounce back from that loss a couple of days ago. Looking around the NHL this evening, Lightning lead the Canadians 2-0. That's at the start of the second period. Still in the first, Penguins up 3-0 on the Red Wings. New Jersey and Boston are scoreless. Couple of games later, Pacific Division teams in action. The Flames are going to play Seattle, and the Golden Knights take on the Ducks. Next game for the Oilers is Friday at Seattle. First time they play the Tentacles in the regular season. Six o'clock faceoff show game at eight here on 6:30. Chet as the Oilers are. Uh, behind Seattle in the standings and trying to track them down. Seattle having a pretty good season to this point. The Oilers are going to be on the ice here at Rogers Place in about an hour. The skills competition will start just after 7 o'clock, so uh, I'm here for this. I'll be able to keep you updated until 8 o'clock with uh, what's going on on the ice. Uh, the Oilers practice today. Leon Dreisaitl and Tyson Berry did not participate, not expected to take part in the skills competition this evening. And uh, bumps and bruises for both men is what Jay Woodcroft said. So I would imagine they've been, especially with Dreisaitl, probably playing through that for the last little while. Um, so we'll see if they're back on the ice tomorrow or then for the morning skate on uh, Friday against Seattle. Obviously, a couple days here be- between games. So a chance for them to get a little bit of rest. And then it's the back-to-back here going to the New Year's Eve weekend as Canada scores again. It's now 7-1. Um, yeah, Friday at Seattle. New Year's Eve, home to the Winnipeg Jets. That's an 8 o'clock start here at Rogers Place. And, of course, it's on 6.30, Chet. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'll keep you updated on the skills competition. I know that... Now, this is, you know, a, a fun event, and I'm not making this up. I know sometimes I say weird and goofy things where you think, well, that's obviously a joke, or Reed's fooling around, or he's off in his own little fantasy world. I'm going to say something that would it's going to sound like something I would make up for a, a, an absurdness factor, uh, but it's not. There will be dogs participating in the skills competition. I, I believe it's going to be players' dogs on the ice with them, so I think it's some sort of relay. I just have sketchy details. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't a priority to find out everything about the dog competition. But, yes, so, uh, you know, a, a fan-friendly event, and now I guess also a canine-friendly event is the Oilers' skills competition. So, anyway, uh, we'll let you know <laughs> what's happening once it gets going. I may be, the show may be done by the time the dogs are on the ice, but uh, I'll let you know what is going on here along the way. So, here's what I was thinking 
Here's what I was thinking after that Oilers win over Calgary last night. They took a 2-1. There are two types of people in the world. There are people who woke up this morning, I guess uh, for Oilers fans, two types of Oilers fans. There, there are Oilers fans who woke up this morning happy that the Oilers beat Calgary last night. And then there were Oilers fans who woke up this morning unhappy that Mackenzie Weger made it through that game alive. It seems to me you're in one of two camps. Rob and I talked about it a little bit on overtime open line last night. Uh, I, I thought there were a lot of other great stories out of that game. Stuart Skinner leading the way, the Oilers winning the season series against Calgary, McDavid getting another big goal on Jacob Markstrom, but it appears in the, where are we at now, about uh, 22 hours since that hit, uh, that's kind of become what the game might be remembered for. Uh, I, I know that I heard some of Stoff's show today, and he was taking some calls. Uh, I know Ryan Rashog and Jason Strudwick uh, had a debate on a radio show. I had a debate with Ryan Rashog sitting in the stands watching practice today. Usually I try not to talk to my fellow colleagues in the media, but I sort of got dragged into it. And by the way, I'm happy to talk to you about it since it is the topic du jour, 780-496-0063. We'll also have a side of the soup du jour and a canned ham for anybody who calls in. That, of course, is the hotline for Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. You can email the show, inside sports at 630ched.com. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Uh, Canada just scored again. I have no idea who got the goal. I looked away for a few seconds, and they got another goal. So it's now 8-1. They're lighting up Germany on this five-minute power play. Uh, shots are 36-11 for Canada so far in the game. So here, here's the thing. You watch the game. You saw the hit. Uh, I, well, look, let, let's hear from some people who are in the game, first of all. Zach Hyman commenting on the uh, Uyghur play against McDavid. I was on the ice for it, and, and I was like, I thought he was going to make a play on it because he got around him. So I didn't like fully see the knee until afterwards watching it, even though I was right there. Um, but, you know, you never want to see him go down, and I, I think he's such a, obviously an amazing player and his ability to get around guys one-on-one, whether it's intentional or not. I mean, it's there's still a, a, a knee that comes out, at least what I saw when I when I rewatched it, right? Uh, so I, I think, you know, that's one thing. I think as a group, I think, you know, we responded in, in kind of the way that we play and, and the way that we, 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 you know, we want the game. It's a tight game there. You have to stay disciplined. Uh, but obviously if a guy, you, you're going to make sure a guy that doesn't take liberties on, on the best player in the world and your captain too, right? Uh, Canada just scored again, by the way. It's 9-1. Dylan Gunther did get one of the previous goals I was referring to. I think he got the eighth goal. So uh, he has a hat trick as well as Canada is absolutely pounding Germany today. So there was Zach Hyman's uh, question or response about what happened with the, the, the Uyghur play last night. Um, but pretty reasonable and logical in my mind. Probably some of you uh, maybe are, are unhappy about it. I'm going to say something here. I really get the sense, everybody, and this is going to irritate you, I really get the sense this is a bigger deal with some of the fan base than it is in the Oilers dressing room. Now, I do think there's a healthy and relevant debate to be had about the Oilers' uh, toughness, 
you know, Rob and I often say after games they could, they could use a little bit more beef in the lineup, maybe, a, you know, a player or two. I, I don't know if having a beefier team prevents hits like that. I, I don't know if having a, a going out and pounding Mackenzie Wieger's skull into the ice prevents other players from delivering hits. I don't think that that was uh, a hit with any malcontent involved. I, I think he got, yes, I, I think there was knee contact. To me, it should have been a tripping penalty. Uh, I, I think he was also trying to push McDavid with his upper body. I, I think McDavid is so quick. I mean, sometimes he just catches players in a position they haven't been able to react out of yet. Uh, and I'm not blaming McDavid but for the for that play for any means, but, uh, I mean, he's going around Uyghur, and Uyghur's trying to react, and his leg is still there. Like, it should have been a tripping penalty. Obviously, it would have been awful if McDavid would have been injured and out for the season or any length of time. Yes, that would have crushed the, the Oilers' year, for sure. Um, but anyway, look, Jay Woodcroft, the coach of the team, here's his reaction to the play. I thought it was a penalty that um, sometimes in the in the heat of the action, you don't, or the referee makes a judgment call, he didn't think it was a penalty or not. When you rewatch it on video, I think you see, you know, somebody who, who made a cutback move so quickly that the other player didn't have the ability, like it was almost like he got in the way. I didn't see intent uh, on the uh, Calgary player. Um, it happened. I thought it was a penalty. Uh, it didn't get called. You live with that stuff. And uh, eventually when the other team did take an undisciplined penalty in the third period, we made them pay with the power play, as I said, a form of our toughness. Right, form of the Oilers' toughness. I mean, we've said that millions of times. The power play is over 30%. It, it has a chance here to have the best power play season Ever, at least since they started formally keeping the stat in 1977. Um, I, 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 Rob and I said that last night. It should have been a two-minute penalty. There's no doubt about it. The refs missed that call. Okay, so they missed that call, or even if they didn't miss that call. And, and here's, here's my point. You, you've already made up your mind about what you think should happen in a hockey game. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to debate this. I'm probably going to hear from people on, on both sides of it or different... Uh, levels of the spell well, maybe I won't maybe there maybe there are no points along the spectrum maybe that it is just that extreme but you've probably already made up your mind about how you think hockey should be played uh, how players who make a dirty play or hit a star player should be dealt with you you've probably already made up your mind you've probably talked about it with your co-workers or family or friends today you probably already made up your mind so I, I know I was being a, a little sarcastic off the top there but I, I, I kind of mean it there's there's two types of Oilers fans, and you could put this for any any fan base after a play like that. You either woke up happy your team won the game, or you woke up mad that the, you didn't kill a guy on the other team because he he, he made a, a perilous play against your star player, right? Like I I don't know if there's a middle ground. I, I think you're focusing on one or the other. I, I I think the the sense I got from being around practice today and in the Oilers dressing room was that they're, they're happy with the two points. And there have been situations in which they have responded. And remember back in November, Alex Edler hit McDavid with an obvious knee, in my mind, far worse than what Uyghur did last night. And the Oilers did go after Edler. Now, they don't have you know somebody who's going to go up there and pound his brains unnecessarily. Um, but here's what Hyman had to say about confronting the team confronting Edler, but not Uyghur. 
The two same things happened with the knee, but I think that the Edler one was right in front of our bench, and it was a clear cut. Connor beat him, and his knee got you know stuck out, and, and the way Connor went down, and it looked like he was in in pain there. I think with, with this one, he, he kind of got up and, and whatever. But but I mean, I think that the, that Edler one, just from a, a reactionary standpoint, seemed a little bit more intentional than, than this one, I guess. But. Again, like uh, we're nitpicking, they're, they're both uh, you know, plays where, where Connor beats a guy, and then for whatever reason, reactionary or not, and he gets kind of stuck out, and uh, the ref didn't catch that one. So, again, two sides of the debate, and and Hyman kind of said, okay, one's reactionary and one seemed more intentional. So as players, they got more upset about the one that seemed more intentional for Medler. Some of you might well, think, I think that, it's, that's it's, reasonable. So, uh, some of you might think doesn't matter. McDavid got knocked to the ice. There was a split second. We were all afraid that he was injured. Mackenzie Weger has to pay, and he has to pay immediately. He has to be grabbed. He has to be ragdolled. He, or, or later in the game, he he has to be asked to fight, or, or, or he has to be slashed, or Jonathan Huberto's wrist has to be broken, or, or you believe in all that eye-for-an-eye type of stuff. I personally believe... Getting the win is pretty important, and maybe revenge is a dish best served cold. Now, again, and I'm going to get into this, larger and more relevant debate about the Oilers' toughness, competitive spirit, intensity, all that kind of stuff, makeup of the roster, because they are not, as we've talked about a lot this year, uh, an overly aggressive, overly physical team compared to some of the other big boys that they might have to play in a potential playoff series. I, I get that. So I'm happy to hear from you. I'm, I'm, I'm look, I hope I hear from you because, man, oh, man, I know there's some passion around this one. 780-496-0063. We're also going to have Jody Shelley on the show a little bit later on who, uh, you know, had to uh, be a bit of an enforcer in his NHL career, and I'm curious to get his opinion on this. We're live at Rogers Place. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Yeah, Al Rogers plays tonight. Oilers skills competition coming up just after 7 o'clock. Uh, got a minor hockey team out here on the ice now doing their own skills competition, so that's pretty fun. Happy to hear from you this evening, 780-496-0063. Derek Scott is back at the 630 Chet Broadcasting Compound tonight. Derek, how are you doing? Good, Reed. How are you? Doing very well. Kellen's got some time off, eh? He does, yep. He's been banking his, it. Uh, his drag racing videos or whatever he makes. Yeah, some like these, which are really good, by the way, if you haven't had to check him out. He, he does do a good job. He's very into that. Uh, he, he educates me on that and on pro wrestling, which I, I don't know much about. Yeah, I stopped paying attention back around the Bret Hart, Steve Austin days. Yeah, I feel like for maybe a lot of people, they you know they stayed with pro wrestling until maybe their late teens or early twenties. Yeah, and or or if but then if you make it that past that point, then it's for life. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, for sure. It's like you either stop with pro wrestling at twenty two, 
or if you make it to 23, you're going to make it till 83 or however long you live. Oh yeah, then you're buying all the t-shirts and then you're you're full you're full on after that. Yeah, I feel like there's no cutoff. No, that's right. Anyway. Uh <laughs> 7804960063 talking Oilers toughness, talking the win over the Flames, talking uh McKenzie Weger and uh all that fun stuff. Look, here here's the here's the thing I would say. That that play is going to get uh, a, a lot of discussion around it because it was on McDavid, because it's in an Oilers-Flames game and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and certainly, I, I get it. For Oilers fans, you were probably extremely nervous when you see McDavid go. I mean, for a split second, I thought, like, oh, uh-oh, it's, it's something happened to his knee, to his leg. What What's going on? I thought there'd be a penalty on Uyghur. Sure, when I'm watching it, I was thinking, is, is somebody going to go after Uyghur? Is there going to be a fight? I mean, the puck got going the other way. As Hyman was saying, okay, you, you know, the puck went the other way. You see McDavid getting up, and it, it didn't appear to be uh, a filthy hit, more of a reactionary type thing. So so nothing exploded out of that. I, I, I would look at the Oilers, and, and here, here's the thing I'm going to go back to, is that we, we know that they are not built to be an overly rugged team. And, and I, I don't even know if talking about fighting in this day and age is relevant. Uh, I mean, what, there was, they've had one real fight this year, Costin and Cassian, in the last minute of a blowout game. All right. Uh, has there been close? I, I think Pugliarvi got a fighting major. That wasn't really a fight at one point. So I, I'm not even really talking about that. And, and that's another thing. I'll, I'll just circle back to that weaker hit for a second. That's, uh, that's another thing. And whether, whether you like it or not, Things are changing, and you may think, okay, you know, like I heard a caller to Bob earlier today saying, like, you know, Uyghur's a, Uyghur's a rat, and maybe McDavid's going to leave Edmonton if they don't have an enforcer protecting him and all this kind of stuff. Well, okay, but, I mean, how many true enforcers are there in the NHL? There, there, I, I, there's not, even like Ryan Reeves can play decently. I mean, yes, there are tough guys. There are guys who are really good at fighting. But as we move further and further along the hockey timeline here, and even in the time I've specifically been doing this job, I mean, I've been watching hockey obviously my whole life, but even as I've been lucky enough to do a talk show and work before and after the Oilers games, even in, the, even in those nine and a half seasons, there's been less fighting in games. I, th- I get the sense that for a, for a lot of fans, there's the acceptance of that or maybe even the welcoming of it. Certainly, I know not for all of you. I know somebody's mad that I said that. But, but, I, but I get the sense that, you know, it, it is changing. And here's another thing. You can go to hockeyfights.com, pick a random player, see how many fights they've been in going back to junior. I, I mean, it's, it's not a part of what these players do. So if you're really saying somebody should have gone and dropped the gloves with Uyghur, that is that is like completely foreign. Like like that's te- like telling a supermodel who can date athletes and actors that she should date Reed Wilkins. It's just a completely foreign concept. So th- so <laughs> I think a lot a lot of players would. The first thought when they see a play like that, it would not be, I got, I got to go, I, I got to drop the gloves and pound this guy's brains in. That, that's just not what's happening with these players coming up anymore. Uh, Jody Shelley is going to chime in inside sports on Chet.